Um, I need to talk to you about something. Go. Why the fuck have you got smooth peanut butter? Why are you coming at me with that aggressive tone? Sorry, I'll start again. Oh, I noticed you had smooth peanut butter in your pantry. Yeah, are you a psychopath? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> First of all, my children, they like smooth. What's wrong with smooth? Why are we against smooth? It's like orange juice without the bits. Grow up. Wait, you love pulp? Yes. Yeah, I'm a fan of pulp too. I don't understand the unpulped or depulped juice. No, it's like cordial. Yeah. Yeah, like if yeah. you're going to have orange juice, you it's want a bougie. bit of... Yeah, you want yeah. some orange texture. in there. It's like with your homewares, you know, you want a mix of texture. Need a bit of... Fu- you're so in renovation land <laughs> that you could equate orange juice to homewares. No, orange juice with pulp. Yeah. The texture to homeware textures. Bit of fibre, yeah, you know. But same with peanut butter. It's smooth. It's creepy. It's like, how'd it get so smooth? It's like wannabe butter. It wants to be butter, but it's, it's not, not butter. It's not. It's not butter. I like a chunky... Chunky? Yeah. Crunchy. Crunchy. Crunchy peanut butter all it's the way. It's crunchy and chunky, babe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, look, I'm with you, but I'm appeasing the kids. So, you know. Well, you need to like sophisticate up their palate. I agree. Some peanut crunch. Hey, look, you came at me with a swing and I'm on your team, babe. All right. Well, that's, to cart. that's it for that then. <laughs> Straight into the Woolies order it goes. Should we get into the episode? Wee, wee, wee. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to... <laughs> We don't have time for this. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves is my name. Hello, my darling. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy it's spring. Oh, it has sprung, baby. My Uber had the sunroof open on the way here and it was just vibes. I can smell that jasmine wafting in. DLs, Rebs is in a short sleeve tee. I'm in a short sleeve tee, no jumper. I love it. No layers. No summer vibe right now, babe. I like it. Bring it on. So, you know how I've become the trend correspondent yes. for the potty? Yes. By accident. Yes. New trend alert. Ooh. That I know you're not going to be into, yeah. but you know, you can go rogue sometimes and surprise me. I so. know my role here. <sighs> Have you heard of permanent jewelry? Ugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know the name, permanent jewelry. What is it? What do you think it is? Is it like when you get like jewelry like pierced into your body? No. Oh, okay. Few. Less aggressive. <laughs> okay. Permanent jewellery is when you buy jewellery that is two-fitted okay, with the purpose of, for example, a bangle uh-huh. that will not come off your hand. How do you get it on? It gets welded on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's no clasp. Uh-huh. And same with a choker-style necklace. It mm-hmm. can be fine jewellery, but it's welded. So you can't lift it over your head. If you're an anklet vibe, do people wear anklets? That's a 90s vibe, isn't it? Bring back you the anklet. You can't get it over your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a sense of permanence. Like, it doesn't come off with ease. Capitalism is really running out of things to sell us, isn't it? I know. It? It's like- almost like the fitness industry. <laughs> it's like, what's next? We're going to hang upside down from silk threads. You're not going to be part of a circus but you will get fit from it pole dancing it's like Like, what can we do that's new we've done it all now we've got to weld jewelry on for what reason you know this reminds me of this time i was in la and la uh, it's rife for new fitness trends alerts Mm -hmm. and i walked past this studio no joke an indoor studio sandbox so imagine the whole studio is full of sand and surfboards on these like 
I don't know what you call them. Like um, sand dunes? Not sand dunes. They're almost on machinery. Not machinery. I'm, I'm overthinking it. Imagine a sandboard on a lever and it wobbles. Uh-huh. So the whole class you're engaging your core to balance. Uh-huh. And then in the class you might do like yoga but on a unstable platform i.e a surfboard but the way they decked out the studio to have sand underfoot it was just like a design choice it doesn't like add to the fitness oh but i'm sure they've spruiked it like get fit you know get a get a pro surfer's body that vibe and it's like aloha come join the club (laughs) like you walk in and it's like you know those um beach Beach boys kind of music fun palm tree like it's fun but i was like this is kitsch and this is gonna last 20 seconds and I didn't try it. Yeah, I've never, I was like, I've never heard about surfers bod, but yeah, they look good. Do you know what? I'd rather a professional surfers bod because those people are athletes mm. and fit as fuck. Oh yeah. Then say I don't know a typical nineteen nineties bikini module body module module. Back to permanent jewelry. Yeah. Would you do it? I don't know if I could. Yeah. I don't, I like maybe a cute bangle but I I don't really wear bracelets jewelry on my hands I use my hands a lot for work I'm a photographer I don't I work cook. with my hands I work with my hands, <laughs> like a carpenter baby. yeah lol <laughs> my soft soft sweaty sweaty palms I'm not into the idea of it it's a bit claustrophobic for me yeah it does I'm like, oh, I don't like vibes. that I can't take it off it makes me feel a bit uneasy yeah and also the commitment so can we talk about the fact that your mum is superstitious about her wedding ring she is. And she's never taken it off since it went on on her wedding day? Oh, I didn't know that was superstitions based. I thought that was just a knuckle grew. No. No? It's like a thing. Well, I don't know. She's She like has never taken it off and won't take it off because it's like if I take it off, it breaks the bond. What? I never have not had this taken chat with my mom. Off. But I don't doubt you. I, w- I only know this in the weirdest way yeah. because I cast her in some content that I made and she was like one of my talent and it was a jewellery company. And I was like, oh, can you take off that, that ring? And she's like, I can't. It's, it's my wedding ring and I have never taken it off and I don't want to. Oh and God. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, well, we'll do the other hand. We'll do the other hand. Yeah, but um, fascinating. So how long has she been married? Sorry, can I just say how funny it is that like the good mum's gone on holiday to the Wit Sundays with my mum recently and you're like casting my mum in some content and art directing her. Like, lol. Lol. So happy to share my mum. Love that you knew something about her that I didn't. But that's like, that's, I couldn't, I, even that, I couldn't do that because I'd be like, what if you want to clean it? But that also classifies as permanent jewellery. Totally. My mum is a trendsetter. Trendsetter. When did she get married? How long ago? You were like, how old were you? I was about 12, 13 maybe. Fast maths, fast maths. Fast maths. (laughs) Not our forte. 36 minus 12. 24 years ago. 24 (gasps) years ago. They've been married for 24 years. Yeah. Heckers. That's wild. Okay. Gun to your head. Had to pick permanent Mm jewellery. What would it be? Bangle. (gasps) A bangle? Bangle? Necklace. Necklace. I just, it just popped in my head what I would go for. What? Sleepers in my ears. Oh, and sure. And then I just get additional holes added in and, yeah. and decorate my, adorn my ears with adornments. Okay. No, I like wearing feature earrings. But think about it, Rebsy. Say if my front ear holes were just cute little huggies, uh-huh. like what you wear all the time. Uh-huh. They're super comfy. Yeah. Kind of go with everything. Never take them off. Exactly. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. And then I get two more holes pierced on either side behind it. I can do my 
fucking chandelier mm. jewellery when that comes back in trend. Yeah, but like what if you want to wear big gold hoops or something? I reckon you could rock the big gold hoops. In a know, second hole? Half a centimetre behind in the second hole. <laughs> nah. Nah. This- I'm not about it. <laughs> nah. Sometimes you just want to wear one big chunky earring. Well, then permanent jewellery ain't for you, it's baby. It's not for me. It's no, not it's for not. me. Look, I had a – remember in the early 90s it was kind of a trend to have like a gold – I think they called them a signet bangle. Mm. I had one of those when I was like 11 or whatever, and it was on my wrist for years. And I think I had to get it cut off because I grew. Because <gasps> no I was a way. kid. You know, was when it, it went green on... underneath? No, because it wasn't tight. So it didn't oxidise. No, it didn't oxidise. It's and good it was, qual. It was qual jewellery. Proper, proper qual. Look, DLs, if anyone's going to go down the permanent jewellery, route make sure it's qual i mean no one's gonna get like what? their shit from Nickel. diva like welded onto their body says who i mean i don't think that's how it works it'd be like getting a tattoo right <gasps> this leads perfectly revs yeah it's like you knew what my i don't have time for is this week what don't you have time for Revs, considering getting a tattoo, you loose bitch. <laughs> DLs, she mentioned this to me and I was like, I'm sorry, have you learnt nothing from my own experience? Wh- okay, okay, I, I want to get into this chat so badly because tattoos are polarising. Mm-hmm. And DLs, I don't know how much I've shared, but I have a tattoo story. Tell it again. It's full of regret. <laughs> Imagine the most regretful kind of tattoo you could get. Do you know get. what? I'm going to be a cautionary tale to my kids. Okay. We're going to talk more about how you feel about kids getting tattoos in a second. Mm-hmm. We will get that because I've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> but to start with, 14-year-old Jem mm-hmm. was in Thailand in my school holidays. My parents had split custody of me and my brother and the agreement was every school holidays go to Thailand, hang with my dad. It was a lawless situation. Bangkok, baby. Basically, no rules, Bangkok. And also a dad who was like, where are you going? Okay, see you, like, whenever. (laughs) Do you need some money? (laughs) Yeah. Here's a phone. You'll be right. So if you've been to Thailand, for any DLs who want to walk down some Thailand nostalgia with me, MBK. Revs, you know MBK. It was a shopping centre. Massive shopping centre in Bangkok. Westfield vibes. Yeah, but cheap. On crack as well. Like restaurants, Beauty salons, massage parlors, market stores, retail outlets, or everything. Everything. Epic super center. So, my girlfriend Nikki, who Revs and I went to school with, we both went to Thailand in the school holidays because her parents were like, yeah, fucking outsource that shit to Jem's dad. (laughs) Big mistake. Huge. (laughs) Huge. And Nikki and I were talking about henna tattoos. You know, classic bored 14 year olds were like, let's go get henna tattoos. They're so cool. Let's go to MBK. I reckon they would have an. A henna tattooist? Like, what was my 14-year-old Did you also get cornrows while you were there? Just, like, culturally appropriating everything? Yeah, I mean, in the 90s, we were very PC, weren't we? (sighs) So went on a hunt, didn't find a henna tattoo parlor, believe it or not, and walked straight into a legit tattoo parlor. And I was like, hey, do you guys in Thai? (laughs) Saying... How do you say it? (laughs) Kotonaka. Uh, I don't know why I committed to that, but I have. Nothing soothes my ears like hearing you speak Thai. Really? Oh, I love it. So funny. It's so lilty. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's very sing-songy. It's sing-songy and gentle. I like it. I mean, it can be aggressive. I could literally be like, Tamalai woi! Like, you know, it's, it's got another side to it. Of course. Any type deals, like, that, that was aggressive what I said. How would you speak to a little baby if you in Thai? Are you trying to get some more dulcet yeah. tie yeah, yeah, to yeah. 
I'd be like, มาลองเพลงกันมั้ยอันนั้นสื่อกันมั้ยอันนั้นสื่อกันมั้ยอันนั้นสื่อกันมั้ยอันนั้นสื่อกันมั้ยอันนั้นสื่อกันมั้ย
what an asshole wasn't like, what the fuck are you thinking? I, in my head, was like, that's an awful tattoo, but you do you, babe. You were like, oh, cool. I was like, great. Yeah, super cup. Why not? Like an absolute fool, I went first in the chair. It fucking hurt so bad. Now, I've since learned that when you get a tattoo, so Revs has never got one, but the fleshier the meat on your skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The less painful it is. Okay. So the best place is like your butt. Hungy pee. Yeah. And the most painful places are like your wrists. Ankles. Ankles. Fingers. Bony areas. And it, so where I got mine, DL's, was next to my right hip bone. So near my vag. Her groin, bro. My groin. And there is the skin there is paper thin yep. near your vag, leading to your vag. No fat. No fat. So incredibly painful. Now, I've seen you get Botox and you literally go, ah, ah, no. So I can only imagine what it was like getting a tattoo. Yeah, it was bad. I can't believe you finished it. Well, the worst thing was I wanted to tap out after the A. (laughs) The guy did the A and I was like, I'm fucking done. And I was like, and I turned to Nikki. I was like, can I just rock an A? She's like, what does A stand for? I was like, I don't fucking know. Scarlet letter. I have to go through with it. But you know what's funny, Rebs? You know how you mentioned the horns? Mm -hmm. In the original design, I had Angel with a halo. So he finished N-G-E-L and I was like, I don't need a halo. Don't need a halo. I'm all good. No halo. Just angels fine. Anyway. The irony that you got angel tattooed on your 14-year-old badge is just too good. That's what I liked. I was all about it. You yeah, know, I was like, yeah. look how devilish I am getting angel because I'm so not. And no way in hell was I going to tell my parents. Of course. And I made sure that the tattoo sat below the bikini line or your undies line because I didn't want anyone to see it, obviously. Because why else do you get a tattoo, right? (laughs) Other than to hide it away. (laughs) So I jumped out of the chair with a lot of PTSD from that experience. And then my girlfriend, Nikki, goes, oh, I'm not getting that. I'm not doing it. I was like, what do you mean? We're like spit sisters. We we like, we were in this together. This is a pact. She's like, but you hated that. So I'm not, I'm not getting Simba. Good on her. It's called boundaries. Good on her, right? (laughs) It's called making good choices. Yeah. 14-year-old Jem was like, the betrayal, you bitch. Can you imagine if she'd come back from school holiday trip to Bangkok with a tattoo? Her parents would have been furious. Yeah. At my dad, who's so far away and they can't do anything about it. They can't, like, call up my dad. Like, they could have raged at my dad. My dad would have been like, cool, Eh. like. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Fly Nikki was very good at hiding a lot of shit from my parents. Oh, though. she was. She was the best at it. She was for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she didn't follow through with the tat, so I was left with it. And you know what? When I arrived back in Sydney, I was proud. I was like the first in the group. Like Revs is normally and the last. first in the group. <laughs> <laughs> first and last. It didn't it's so true. No one's got a tat, I right? I thought I was a trendsetter and then no one followed. Everyone was like, that's a terrible idea. i tell you what trend I did start, though, was belly button piercing. Oh, don't. Great story here. Have we told the DLs? I don't know. I got my belly button pierced. I wanted to be Britney Spears. My mum didn't want me to get hepatitis C or whatever you get from... So she took Rebs to an actual doctor. A GP. A GP the to GP. do it. She's like, you can have your belly button pierced, but we're going to the GP and they're going to autoclave the hardware ahead of time. We rock up. My sister as well was going to get it done. Very similar story. We rock up. They've autoclaved the jewellery. He's like, all right, come in here, lie on the table. It's like the table they would do a skin check on or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, 
okay. And he's like, um, now, how should we do this? And I was like, oh, my God. He and he actually doesn't he, know. He doesn't know how to no. pierce a body. He'd never done it before. He's like, what if we use some, hmm, we'll try, let's try this. And he had a nurse. And they were just making it up as oh it went along. There was, Why at this point didn't your mum go, abort, abort? Because I wanted it so bad. And she'd oh, made babe. this deal with me. It was like, you can have it, but we're doing it in like a clean. She was so scared of like a tattoo parlor. I was like, but that's where you go to do this kind of thing because they know what they're doing. And it's Why all- didn't you go where I went? Bangkok? No, I got my belly button done in Sydney. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. I don't know. Anyway, it was the deal I made with my mum and I was too much of a goody two-shoes to just go get it done. Mm. Like I needed my mum to be on board because I, she would have seen it in the first five minutes and I would have been grounded forever. So we went, there was so much blood, mm. so much blood, because they didn't have a gun. They oh didn't God. have like the piercing gun. Well, they don't do it with a gun oh. on your belly button. What do they do? It is a needle. Oh, right. Well, and anyway, they hook it through. They used a needle thread. Anyway, so and they did it too shallow. They're just ill experienced and should not be putting body piercings on fifteen year old kids. No, I literally looked down at my belly and there's a pool of blood pooling in my belly button and all around. And I fainted. Of course you did. <laughs> Had a full on faint too, like the one where you have like a convulsion. Did they have Fanta on hand? No, they had to put me on the floor of the surgery. And then um, I came to and they're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Is it in? Is it in?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's in." You're I like, had- "Am I cool? Am I cool yet? <laughs> Mom, am I cool?" <laughs> I had like dressings and all sorts of things on it for days. Anyway, everyone looks at my sister's like, okay, Lou, your turn. She's like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Didn't do it. Smart. Smart girl. Boundaries. The joke in our group of friends is then like a few months later, my body rejected the piercing. Your body rejected cool. My body rejected being cool. And they were like, go back to being the little choir nerd that you are. You're not Britney Spears. DLs, I remember this vividly, but Revs and I were at fitness first. Because you remember when you were 15, you were like into the gym, but you actually had no idea how to work out. No idea. It was just a social affair. Yep. And a place to pick up boys. No, I used to meet my high school boyfriend there and we would like be in gym gear, get sushi and then like walk around the gym (laughs) and then go home. <laughs> but I remember we were in the dressing rooms and you were like, babe, look at my belly button. And it was like the thinnest piece of skin, so thin, it was the width of a hair just holding onto this metal belly button. And I was like, babe, that shit's coming out. And it just popped. <laughs> so gross. It was disgusting. It just fell out and went like ding, 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 ding on the floor like, of the changes. I was like, oh, I guess that's done. Yeah, your body rejected. Cool. Yeah. So was, babe. Yeah. So I have a little scar there, but anyway. It's a story, right? It is a great story. But at least your scar has healed. Mm-hmm. My tattoo is still there. Why haven't you lasered it off? So my husband jokes every year for my birthday that he's buying me tattoo removal yep. sessions. Yep. And I have a sense of humor failure uh-huh. every time I'm like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> but also, can I? But then I'm like, oh, but it's painful. It's very painful. I've spoken to people who have had it. It requires multiple treatments. Yeah, six like, or seven, I think. It's the same as laser hair removal, exactly the same. It's the same laser. It's the same laser but more painful right. than hair laser removal. Because you have to go over it a few times? Why? Are you sure? Yes. Well, think about how fine a hair is and the follicle. Mm. Tat is like thick ink. And mm. mine, mine's bled, Yeah, babe. yeah it's, I've had two babies. It's trash. You can barely <laughs> read it. It's like... It looks a little bit like a birthmark. It kind of does. <laughs> like a green birthmark. Yeah. It's Ill- illegible. And also you've come this far. You've trapped your mate. You know, do you really need to get rid of it? I tell myself now it's just a part of my story. Totes. And as I'm aforementioned, 
I am going to use myself as a cautionary tale for my kids where I can literally show. Rafa has pointed it out a few times in the shower and she's like, what's that, mummy? I'm like, oh, it's just a, a picture that I did. It'll come off. I know. I'm not ready. Lies. Yeah, I'm full of shit. I'm not ready to be <laughs> it's honest. It's a picture I did. It'll come off. <laughs> How is this a cautionary tale? <laughs> when she's older, I'm going to sit down and give them the proper chat. Oh, you're not. No, I am. I fully am. Okay. So you want a tattoo? This is what it could look like. <laughs> well, what I will say to Rafa, <laughs> let's assume she's 14. Okay. I'll be like, hey, Raph, let's talk tats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raph, let's talk tats. Now, a part of you might want to experiment and get ink on your skin. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> But trends change. And do you know what analogy? I've already thought about this. I'm going to say to Rafa, <laughs> you know how you love Gabby's dollhouse? Oh, my God. When she's 14, you think she's still going to love Gabby? No. Okay. But I'll be like, remember back when you were four and you loved Gabby's dollhouse, you were a diehard super fan. Now imagine if you had the opportunity to have ink at age four, picture of Gabby. Fast forward to you now at age 14, are you still into Gabby's dollhouse? Obviously her answer is going to be no. And then I'll be like, so whatever you think is cool now that you are a diehard fan of, that you want to live for or whatever stupid alias name like Angel you want to come up with for yourself, <laughs> I promise you in 10 years time, you will not like it anymore. Because what teenagers are all about is foresight. <laughs> <laughs> this will really resonate with her. <laughs> Well, I'm considering getting some ink for my 40. I cannot. Okay, DLs, I'm not against tattoos. I think they're really beautiful. My husband is not a fan. I would not get any more tattoos based on pain threshold. Of course. My very low pain threshold. I need to tell the DLs another story about you, Revs. What? With tattoos. What? So once You've already of- told this story no, on the I'm, podcast. I don't care. Oh. We're deep in this chat. This isn't a DNM episode, but we're going deep. <laughs> we're revisiting shit. Revs wanted to get a tattoo when we were 22 years old. She wanted to get written, again, words. Like you and I were so I into know. words, which makes sense why it I got angel. It was a Shakespeare quote. It was. It was okay. a Shakespeare quote. It was men at some time are masters of their own fate. There's no own, but I'll okay, let it go. Men at some time are masters of their fate. And Revs wanted to get this written around her wrist. And you said, I quote, like a bracelet. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool? It's like oh. jewelry, but it's art. Like, yeah. Meh, meh, meh. And I was like, no, honey. Because at this point, I was mature <laughs> because I got a tattoo at 14. <laughs> I mean, tattoo mature, as in I had lived the tattoo life and knew that she'd be full of regret. So I made her get a Sharpie and write it around her wrist. More so from the perspective of, okay, show me the design. And then I was like, live with that for a few days and say, what? You're, you're sighing because you know I'm right. Hey, you have me to thank. I do not. I was not going to do it. We used to talk a lot of oh shit my God, in those days. Your bark is bigger than your bite. Totally. I know this. Totally. But Revs, you have forgotten how fucking serious you were. I was quite tattoo. serious because you I was were. a bit bored at the time. I was you, like, I need a project. Yeah, we were bored. <laughs> we were 22 and selling shit on eBay. <laughs> Vintage clothes. Vintage in inverted commas. Also, your boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. was into tats like he was collecting like sticker tats Mm. like a sticker book he got a tat for me he did yeah that's still on his body well we don't know that i guess i have no idea you're Uh, right but i hope it is 
I reckon it would be because now he's got sleeves, I assume. I don't know. Mm. But I feel like I'm still on there somewhere. <sighs> the impulse to get on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm just a part of his history, a part of his story. He's man. part of his story. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of that, I just I'm having moments lately. And look, I'm going to I'm not going to rush into anything, but I'm just having moments where I'm like, what are we here to do? Part of me at this point in life is like, I want to have experiences. And what, what, will I never have a tattoo? I want the experience of like picking it and designing it and getting it. And then like having the collaboration with the like cool tattoo artist and like picking a place in my body and then like looking after it and then like having it be part of my, I want that experience, I think. Okay. Maybe I jumped the gun a little too soon. Okay. I want you to have that experience. Right? Yes. And then when we're 60 and still doing our potty, we can talk (laughs) about the tattoo that's now bled into an artwork that you no longer recognize and we can laugh about it. Yeah. Do you know what tattoos I'm all for? Tattoos of loved ones' names. Yeah, yeah. That has a sense of permanence unless you become estranged from them and have some sort of awful traumatic relationship that goes very toxic. That's very different. But when people have tattoos of their kids' names, for example, I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I'm a sentimental fool. I love that shit. I went on a date with a guy earlier this year who had a huge tattoo. Mm -hmm. Rugby player. Where was it? On his arm. Mm -hmm. Of his firstborn. What, like a straight up portrait. No, no, no. A, the name. Oh, right. Sorry. I was imagining a baby. A and you know, babies are not cute. <laughs> like they, get, <laughs> they get cute later. You know? Boiled chicken portrait. <laughs> yeah. No. The name of his firstborn. I was like, oh, how many kids do you have? He's like, three. I'm like, do you have them all on you somewhere? And he's like, nah, I kind of stopped at one and they're <gasps> all really bitter. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. And he's like, so I need to get two more tattoos. And I was like, ah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, Soz, you're not my vibe. Mm-mm. But would you get something to mark the significance of Isla and Teddy in your life? No, because they're, I have them. You know, yeah. I have them in my life. In my time, I have thought about different things. There's a few things I'd want to get. I don't know. I'm still my What? Like, spill. The- spill. <laughs> spill. No, Come on, it's so humble. personal. Hey, no, it's not. It's, it's personal. not, babe. No, it's not. We're all going to see it. Per- if there was going to be a person I would want to commemorate, it would be my nana. Yeah. Because I feel like she's my spirit guide and she's still with me. I wear her ring. Like, she's my family So the ring person. isn't enough. <laughs> the diamond is not enough. We so need more. You need more. If I was going to commemorate a person or find something to be connected like that, it would be nana. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think I want it to be a personal thing. Like about me and my struggles. About growth <laughs> and evolution. <laughs> can you imagine? I can see it now. Can you imagine? And then butterfly. in 10 years' time when I'm fucking settled in my life, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that time. <laughs> I remember that time of immense growth and spirituality. <laughs> oh, lol. Nothing wrong with that, babe. Anyway, I'm thinking about it. I'm not 40 for another three years. So I'm just going to sit on it, mull it over, do my research, have a think. If something sticks for long, like over a year, then I'll consider it. But also you can kind of have long-term tattoos that aren't permanent now. You can get those like two-month ones. I didn't know that was a thing. Ink box. That's good to know. Yeah. I don't know if they're any good. I mean, but what if you like really loved it and after two months you're like, oh, my design's fading. Well, I guess you and get it, it for real. it wouldn't fade evenly. It's it not would... really the point though, is it? What I'm learning is about tattoos is that it's it's not just the tattoo. No. It's the process. Yeah. It's the creativity that goes into it. It's the meaning of it. It's the artist that you choose to put it on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've lear- I'm learning about this through friends who have tattoos. So let me ask you this. Yes. Yes, your design's probably personal. That's fine. I'm not going to pry. But where on your body? Yeah, well, it depends what the tattoo's about. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. 
Like, is it a heart-centered thing or is it about your actual physical body or is it about your mind? What, so if it's a heart-centered thing, would you get it, like, between your boobs? No, but like... Do you remember when... Who was it? Was it Nicki Minaj? I can't remember who, but... Oh, no, it was Eve. Eve. Who had the paw Paw prints prints Mm -hmm. on her boobs. And so many people went and got those paw prints. I I know. It's like people got the Nicole Richie, like, crucifix anklet tattoo. That's a thing. Yeah, she had, like, this, like, tattooed anklet with a crucifix on her foot and so many people did it it's like you want to be nicole richie like it's so awkward or when people get music notes because they're into music yeah it's like we're all into music casey (laughs) casey (laughs) (laughs) anyway yes they're all part of our story part of our history i look forward to seeing how this uh tattoo design idea progresses it look we might look back and be like remember when for five minutes you wanted to get a tattoo thank god you didn't do that is this going to be like baby names revs where you don't show me until after the fact so that i can't be like oh, oh yeah i don't want your weird feedback well, i want you to see it and be like oh wow that's amazing and you can't say anything else yeah. because it's done like when someone announces their baby name my mum's golden tip, don't share your baby name unless you want criticism and negative feedback that then makes you hate said baby name. Yeah, don't share that shit. So do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, honey? Constantly providing sex ed to my kids. Oh, gosh, you're deep in it, are you? Well, no. So as previously mentioned on the pod, I've given the sex talk many times mm. because me and my baby daddy's view was always like if they ask any questions you just tell them the direct answer don't make it a big thing they just like they can just grow up knowing if they ask you know mm. and then at some point obviously if they haven't asked you need to sit them down and tell them but you pay. my kids are very curious whatever all kids are curious they're not special i'll get into this later but raf is definitely uh yeah started on the curiosity train it started for isla when i was pregnant with teddy she was like how's the baby gonna get out and then like her dad was straight in it's like out mum's vagina and she was like what <laughs> But then, then of course, the natural next question was, how did the baby get, get in? in? I was like, well, you know, daddy put his penis in mummy's vagina and fertilized an egg. And she was like, huh, can I have some tiny teddies? Like, it was very nothing, you yeah. know, like they just got to go, okay, cool. Because that's what a two-year-old brain. So this is where Rafa's at. She's four. Yeah. And it's actually taken her four years to start asking me, which I wonder is late. If I don't you know. said I was too. Oh, no, but I, you know, Isla, she's fucking quick to everything. She's like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahead of her time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Teddy has asked since we, – we talk about it regularly, right? So I sit in the bathroom with my kids while they're in the bath and we have chats. And this is where we often have our deepest chats, right? We don't have a car, so we're not having, like, chats in the car. It's, mm. like, in the bath. And Isla goes, Mum. I'm like, yes, baby. She's like, when you're making a baby and the penis is in your vagina, what do you talk about? <laughs> And I was like, it took me a minute. I was like, what do you mean? No, but it makes sense because she's connected the fact, funny to use the word connect, but connected the fact that the two people are connected, connected and, and you're, you're facing there. each other. You're and lying you're like, there facing each other. And it's like, what are you talking about? And her little Just brain must be like. While you marinate. While you soak. <laughs> Soaking. <laughs> yes. She was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you don't really do that much talking. Or you can talk if you want. That's your thing. And then I was like, this is too complicated. This is too much for her. I'm talk gonna... about the moaning. <laughs> Tell her about dirty talk at age seven. <laughs> um, but it just made me realise, like, you know, like their little brains. Yeah. Like they'll go, okay, so the penis goes in the vagina and an egg is dropped. It's so literal. And they, the egg gets fertilised. And she's like, how does the penis fertilise the egg? And I was like, well, this stuff comes out of a penis. 
and that and it, and it, she's like what stuff i'm like um like a like Mini a tadpoles <laughs> microscopic tadpoles i was like tadpoles. it's called sperm like i try and keep it yeah. just medical yeah um and she's like what does it look like i was like oh snot <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like an 8 year old doesn't kind of does snot yeah like snot okay it's got snotty vibes doesn't it no, because it's, like it's clear, like clear snot. Snot's like gooey. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting to sidetrack. Sorry. The point is my little baby girl thinks you lie there looking into each other's eyes. And having a chat. Have a chat while you make a baby. Talk about the weather. And ask then, about your coffee order. And Teddy's sitting there quietly just like listening. And then we're like keep going on with the bath or whatever. And he goes, so you've done that, mum? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've done that. So I made you and your sister. I was like, yeah, I've done that. And he goes, Twice? <laughs> Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, dear. I was like, yeah, twice. You and Isla. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so funny. I love it. Okay, so what's Raffi wanting to know? Well, the other day, Rafa did the classic, like, so, mummy, I was a baby in your tummy. And I said, yes, darling. Because she does. She has no memories of me being pregnant because mm. she was one yeah. when I was pregnant with Iggy. And by the time he was born, she was 20 months. Yeah. So no, no language That there. never gets un-upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who don't have or experience two under two, like, cannot handle it. I get oh. it. It, like, I- re-hits me every time <laughs> you say it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's wild. But she said, um, so I was in your tummy. I said, yeah. And she goes, was there a cot in there? And I was, like, ah! I was like, no, honey, there's no cot. She's like, but what did I sleep in? And I said, oh, mummy's um, tummy was very comfortable. You just like to sleep in there with no cot. She's like, did I have my dummy? I was like, no, you had nothing, absolutely nothing. You were naked, just a naked little baby floating around. And then she asked the classic, how did I get out? Mm. And I said, like you, just wanted to be very medical and clear and not gaslight her. Yeah. I said, you came out mummy's vagina. And she went, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did, babe. Yeah, you did. No, mummy. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, and she got angry. Upset. Yeah. <gasps> I was Processing like, big feelings. Yeah, I was like, no, babe. Like, you did come out of my – and I literally parted my legs. <laughs> out here. I was in trackies and I was pointing to my – this is how you came out. And she was like devastated. Devastated. Yeah, she was like, no, no. What do you no, think the tension? Like, no. what was the, why, why was she upset, do you think? Well, I guess because at age four, she understands her vagina. She's yeah. curious about it in the bath. That I think she just thought, not nah, fuck off. You fucking telling me a baby comes out of that? You, you fucking having me for a ride. <laughs> like, I think that's her like, you know, and then don't fucking mock me, bitch. Yeah. Like, that, like <laughs> Now I'm getting upset because you're persisting with this truth, which is what we all know it is. Um, you're having me on. Yeah. I know. Because uh, kids at that age, they're self-centered. They have to be. It's mm-hmm. like evolution, right? So I think, so Isla went, will I have to do that? You know? Mm. And she said to me, I don't want to have kids. I was like, you don't want to have babies? She's like, no, just dogs. I'm like, why? And she's like, I don't want to push a baby out of my vagina. I was like, hey. I get it. I get it. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. She's like, how come so many people do it? I'm like, I know. It's fucked up. So fucked up. I just wonder when the tipping point is when they start to realize. I guess it's when they go through puberty, when they start to realize sex is like. Pleasurable. Fun. Mm. (laughs) And not just about soaking to make a baby (laughs) that you have to push out your vagina. I wonder if the 
self-exploration comes before, say, exposure to porn. Oh, you hope so, but these days, I don't know. They say the average age is eight now. What? That kids first see porn. That is so Eight years old. Do you know, a friend of mine, she's got nine-year-old twin boys, and this devastated me because I was like, fuck, I've got all this to navigate ahead of me, and I just don't want to. And not that far ahead of you. I know, but she had to pull her boys off the school bus because the older kids on the bus were showing the eight and nine-year-old boys porn on their phones. Okay, before we clutch our pearls, they're going to see porn. Of course they are. They're going to see porn and they're going to see it way too young and we need to be armed with tools on how to help them with that. I mean, I can't even imagine. But this is the thing, Revs, like what you're saying, right, is like getting on the front foot. Yeah. But the problem that I'm finding with raising kids is that we get stuck in the daily grind mm. of raising kids mm-hmm. that things get addressed when they hit us with them unexpectedly. Yep, totally. Like Raf just randomly asking me like how babies are born. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this is the moment. I haven't got it scheduled. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, okay, at exactly four and a half on a Thursday afternoon, I'll pick Raf up at three. We'll sit down and I'll give her the talk. You just don't. <laughs> so in the situation, of exposing your children to porn or getting them to understand that porn exists. Yeah. I don't feel like you can get on the front foot of that. Mm. I feel like Well you wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't tell them about it if they'd never known about exactly, it. Exactly, but mm. we can envision that awful scenario on a bus. Oh, you know, yeah. it's an all boys school that yep. these boys go to. You can imagine the yeah, environment gross. where I doubt they're being respectful. You know, no. like I doubt they're like showing they're it. Like, and look being at this like, beautiful female-led porn. Yeah, <laughs> all about female pleasure no. and independence. It's not. It would be full of giggles and jeering and like, ha, check this out. You oh, know, like it's it's God. awful. But this is the world we live yeah, in. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the world reality. we live in. Don't like we can't just ignore that it's not. In fact, let's get. Can we get in the Facebook group or on Instagram saying like, if anyone has resources, mm. there must be mamas ahead of us who've navigated this. I would love to hear. Also, school sex education in the public system anyway is getting really good starts in year five now which i'm all for great i didn't know that i love that starts in year five and that what did when did we learn it year eight it was year eight it was wasn't year it eight where we put condoms on bananas yeah and it was all but it was more like don't get fucking pregnant mm. don't you get fucking pregnant don't get chlamydia don't I get remember chlamydia that. and it was like okay sorry shit and genital warts <laughs> i remember them talking yep. about herpes and green yep. and frothy like i just remember those gonorrhea. words gonorrhea. yeah gonorrhea yeah, yeah, they and i remember to- thinking fuck i'm terrible terrified about having sex it was dripping in shame pardon yeah. the pun it <laughs> but was. it was it, it was really absolutely was. covered in shame and it was designed to scare us remember mm. they said double wrap yeah like two condoms i remember i remember sitting there being like what's the fucking point i don't even know if i want to have sex sounds same. horrible same <laughs> and you know i already have catholic guilt shame mm-hmm. add that sex ed on i'm fucking closed forever yeah i was like yeah this sounds way too hard i'm definitely gonna die from it <laughs> so <laughs> won't, won't be partake do- won't be doing that but then of course teenage hormones and you know it all takes over so Rebsy, how old were you when you were first exposed to porn dude i didn't see porn until i was in uni what i did it was not in my frame of reference okay we didn't have smartphones no we barely had the internet we had like napster you know like we didn't we didn't have youtube image like loads oh it takes like pixel by pixel it takes 20 minutes yeah we didn't have YouTube. Mm. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have that kind of access. That all happened to us at, like after year 12, like pretty much in year 12. Okay, so if you didn't experience porn till uni because you were having sex in high school, mm-hmm. did you learn about it through the movies? What the 
fuck are you going to learn from a movie? Well, I don't know. I feel like my understanding, my naive and foolish understanding of sex yep. came from watching fucking Notebook American or Pie. <laughs> or American Pie, which yeah. is so fucked up yeah. the more I think about it. Yeah, yeah. And how unwoke the 90s were and us girls just laughed at it and found it all funny. But actually it's disgusting. Yeah. I think we learnt on the job, didn't we? But I know. <laughs> Which is probably the I- most innocent way to learn, you know? Like, oh, God, knowledge is power fucking, of course. Mm. Educate, you know, um, our girls and our boys with knowledge so mm. they know what they're getting themselves into or what they're going through. But also you can't – some things can't be overanalyzed or it ruins it, you know? Mm. Like, I think we were we were lucky. We were in this sort of – well, I don't know. When did you first see porn? Well, I have a bit of a weird situation where I had very early exposure to porn and then, like you, through my teens, saw none of it until I was 24 and learning to masturbate (laughs) for the first time, you know, and experiencing orgasms. So I was 10 years old, which is young. Very young. Yeah, I was living in Thailand still. So this is before I moved to Australia. I had a very close group of girlfriends in year five and we used to do many a weekend sleepover and we'd just house hop. And one night we were at one of our girlfriend's house, whose name I will not share, but basically her dad had a VHS collection. Holy shit, vintage. Vintage. And she snuck into her dad's closet and pulled out the VHS. And she was an only child. Oh, my God. So she was one of those kids who had, like, a TV in her room. Yeah. She had whatever pets she wanted. She was, you know, her parents (laughs) spoiled her a little bit. And so she had a VHS player and TV in her room and she put it on. And I remember the six of us just sat there. I did not know what I was looking at. Totally. And I, at this age, knew about sex. Like I'd been taught by my parents about sex. But the first thing that came on the screen was a man going down on a woman. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And I well, was... Uh, you know what? If I had to choose for little baby chum <laughs> to see the first thing for you to see, I'm glad it was that. <laughs> I was so confronted, Revs. Yeah. My thought was... Why is he licking her like a dog with their dinner? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't beautiful or cute. I was so confused. I'm amazed. So, was it like a VHS? Did it have music? Was it full 80s? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, like scratchy VHS lines? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and it what? was performative. Like yeah, the woman was putting on a performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was weird. And I, and I was glued. Like I remember yeah, yeah, being yeah. like, look away. I'm watching something really naughty here. Yeah. I don't, I'm processing it in the moment, but I can't look away. What am I watching? Is this what people do? Why is he licking her there? Like just all Whoa. the thoughts. But your lizard brain must have been like, watch and consume this yeah. thing because yes. we all need to do this. Wow. And then interestingly, after that exposure, never saw porn again. Because my parents didn't have it in our house. That you know of. That I knew of. Never uncovered it. Yeah. And yeah, so I had a massive break. But I was exposed early. So I think I saw like magazines. Oh, yeah. Like in the news agents. Yeah. <laughs> but really? they were always wrapped up. I remember. Well, there was always a sealed section. My sister and I were on like a family holiday and we were like loitering around that section of the news agent. And the lady who owned the news agent was a real like, you know, Karen. She was like, all right. Away from this area. Come on, move away. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shoo, shoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't see it, to be honest. And I'd love to protect my kids from it. But like, you know, we just can't be 
close-minded about it like they're, they're probably going to be exposed to it at some point 100p they will be I guess we have to be guided by the school and I, yeah and I genuinely want to ask our DLs yeah resources like, can you please jump in the Facebook group if you've had experience of this have you had a child have you caught your child watching porn yeah. did you how did you handle that conversation because we don't want to shame sex no because I feel like I grew up with sex being such a shameful thing but it's thing. not sex like it's sex it but it is I, though no but the advice I've heard of is that you explain to them that it's not real sex like it's not, that's not how people really have sex it's a movie like the movies is not real life okay you know? but then what if a child is like well I need to get educated. Where can I see real sex? Well, you can't. But you can, Revs. Like I, I, like, I feel a little bit torn about this and I'm going to completely do a 180 and be contradictory of myself. But I learned some shit. Yeah, but you don't want your kids Watching to porn. see fucking kinks. No, kinks is different. When they're different. too little to process you like know, what the fuck a kink is. On RedTube, there's a whole channel called Passions and it's like very, stop, tame, stop, stop. very tame sex. How do you know this, Chubby? Because I watch porn. I'm very, I'm very happy to openly admit it. I dig it. Yeah. I, I find it educational. What's your flavor? And I learn some shit. I'm not getting into that. Come on. Nah, What's nah. passions? Dude. Tell us about passions. No, passion. Sounds like you're an 85-year-old grandma Dude, who's like, passions. I want to watch my stories. Okay, I'm sharing about passions because I'm saying that there are avenues of showing beautiful, passionate sex, but, you know, it's tepid. Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. I don't get off on it. I'm okay. like, oh, it's very tame. But, but you're not like, going to show your kids no, something like that. No, of course you're not. But I guess I'm just trying to say that while we shit on porn, there, there's helpful resources on there, I think. Potentially helpful. <laughs> dropping have, dropping like, next September. Gemma Peanut, learn sex with me. Online course. <laughs> A ten, ten week immersive experience. Oh my God. No. <laughs> But don't oh. learn about blowjobs from me. <laughs> That's Revs's uh, side course, her side hustle. <laughs> blowjobs 101 with Kate Revs. <laughs> oh, my God. I really hope my parents aren't listening. Same Z's. I hope my mother-in-law's not, and I know she does. So hi, hi Carrie. <laughs> well, hear me with your nuts spun. Ooh, went, she went too high. high. Way too Way high. Way too high. Let me try that again. Girl. Hear me, <laughs> hear me with your nuts spun. Okay. Mine is an album. Ooh. I'm a little bit late. Wait. I'm a little bit late, but. Wait, is this a Spotify record? It's about damn time, y'all. Lizzo's new album, Special. Ooh. Vibe. Amazing. Fucking vibe. Okay. Crank it up, do your dishes, clean your house, dance with your kids, put it on in the car. It is a mood. Okay. Question. Yes. Good working music? Yeah, if you need to be peppy and productive, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But you can't help but sing along and like stop and go, oh, what's she doing on this track? You know, like it's a, it's to be experienced. I do enjoy a bit of Dua Lipa while I'm working. Oh, yeah. It's got that sort okay. of high high tempo, but not like go to a discotheque. I don't know why oh, that dear. came to mind. Hello, you know, Boomer. It's like it's got an upbeat, energetic, let's be productive vibe. I like, feel like Dua Lipa it, vocally, though, is quite... Don't Ambi- show up. Amb- it's ambient. Don't go in. You don't really need to listen don't to the words. Da, 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 it's more like sound. Da, da, da. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Whereas Lizzo's like, I've got stuff to say. Yeah. You know, and you want to listen because well, she does I it can't, so I well. Can't work. And her wordplay is yeah. good, and the way she repeats stuff is. She's a fucking queen. She's a genius of our time. She's seriously the new 
Kanye will I am, I reckon. Kanyezzle. He I, I know we hate Kanye, I'm but so like, honestly him. he's clever. He is he's problematic. Clever. He's clever. Hey, do you know what is the most underrated album of all time in all time. my books? All time. Yeah, it's a big call. Diorama by Silverchair. Oh. That's not underrated. Dude, it is underrated. It's amazing. It's a fucking masterpiece. I yeah. randomly revisited it the other day. Yeah, because, that is random to well, revisit. Well, because Daniel Johns, he was on 10 Play promoting his new solo album or something. And I was like, Daniel Johns, this is really random. But I shot a wedding of a beautiful, awesome legend of a person who we went to school with. She was a few years older than us. And Daniel Johns was her husband's best man I believe he was in the bridal party and I was like oh my god that's Daniel Johns like how fucking cool like I got a little bit starstruck yeah I was like what a fucking legend yeah um anyway he was loose having a good time at the wedding blah 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 and um so when his face popped up on my tv screen I was like oh what's he what's he doing you know when you have that moment Mm. and oh youtube vortex like went deep down the rabbit hole all over again watched this insanely amazing documentary about the making of diorama the album and just how tortured he was Mm. in the process of making it but then went back to listen to it revs it is hit me with some tracks after all these years, forget about my troubled times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. After all, and he yeah. changes the time Real, meter. Yeah. It's like melodically goes to places that you don't expect. It's yeah. very chromatic. It's also through composed yeah. in a lot of sections where the melody goes off. It doesn't follow standard structures. It is like... Bohemian Rhapsody mm. in an album, you know? Okay, since we're on this vibe train, yeah. I have accidentally reawakened my Billy Joel gene. Billy! I love and Billy! And, like, I know this makes me sound like an old lady. Nah, I'm but here like, for it. Billy Joel, dude, yep. dude can write a song. Yes. And I listened to Scenes from Italian Restaurant mm-hmm, the other day mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't listened to it in, like, ten years. It's the bomb. And I was like, this is an opus. This shit is amazing. Yep. I love those kind of songwriters. Do you know what really set me up for failure in life? Mm-hmm. Was that my... <laughs> I can't wait to hear. <laughs> the first concert I ever went to was Billy Joel oh. and Elton John. Oh my god! Where do you go from there? And not yeah. only that, I was in the fourth row from the How front old of the stage. You? Thirteen. You peaked. You peaked. I at peaked. 13. Nothing has ever matched that. Yeah. I will never no. forget it. No, I, I went, don't imagine it would. <laughs> I went with EJ, my stepdad, just the two of us. Oh wow! Went on a stepdaddy daughter date and honestly I can still remember they came out on stage and they said we're going to do a song switch where I'm going to oh. where Elton said I'm going to sing a Billy Joel song and Billy Joel's going to sing one of my songs and Billy Joel sung Candle in the Wind because oh Elton God. was too raw oh. to continue singing that because he wrote that yeah, for yeah. Princess Diana and honestly goosebumps but then Elton John walked in and played on the piano and they they had two grand pianos because like piano they boys. are the masters yeah, piano bros they are piano bros <laughs> with no hoes I don't know where I'm going with that Elton has no hoes but anyway it was insane yeah like I will it's proper imprinted in my memory forever and now I'm going to Billie Eilish this month I'll report back but look it's a tall order to come up to yeah. Joel and Elton John That's a standard. core memory as well, being 13. Mm. Oh, amazing. Mm. Amazing. Best. I saw John Farnham around that age. Amazing. And say what you want about him. He can perform. Oh, he Absolute is a true performer. showman. And that was incredible. And he had Olivia Newton-John up on the stage. Oh, yeah, Amazing. Froth. Actually, Coldplay were up there. 
Coldplay. Coldplay. Chris Martin, man. He gets my lady flutters happening. <laughs> DLC. Gem just took her two fingers, her index finger and her middle finger, and, and like a flutter. Did a little finger dance. <laughs> but he does. He gets my lady bits all a, all a flutter. Yeah, he's hot. He I love Chris Martin. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, hit me with your not spun. Oh my God. Shameless not spun. Go for it. I don't even know. Is if it I... your sex course? No, it's not my <laughs> sex course. But yeah, pending 2023. <laughs> uh, no, it's this is totally shameless, and maybe I'll change my mind. But I was gonna do a not spawn for my Cabarita Instagram. Fuck yeah! It is shameless, shameful. You At might yo Cabba Cabba. At yo underscore yo underscore Cabba Cabba. I think. Okay, I'll we'll put know. a link in the show notes. <laughs> we'll tag it on Instagram. Um, sharing all the Renos yes. inspo. I've got a lot going on with the renovations at the moment so I'm sharing a lot and the one thing that has surprised a lot of people who are OG followers of that account circa four days ago (laughs) they have mentioned that what you're doing this renovation on a three-week timeline and I'm like yeah I've had six months to prepare and you should see the spreadsheets it is the most delicate house of cards situation what could go wrong if one trade yeah yeah pulls out for whatever reason the whole thing is going to fall down lucky covid's over lol <laughs> so come and follow the disaster that will be your cover cover <laughs> dl's gem just showed me the pictures of her kitchen cabinetry that just arrived and this is do- this is it's the barbie dream house <laughs> The dopamine. Before we even knew about Barbie and oh saw the promotional God. material, I feel like I was ahead. <laughs> the promotional material. All right. Let's, All right, shut, let's this wrap down. shut this shut down. Shut it down. We love you, DLs. Hey, listen, if you want more episodes in your ears, two extra deep, juicy, soul-giving episodes a month, don't forget we have special subscriber apps on Apple Podcasts. Yes, DLs, it's only $3.99, less than a cup of coffee. I feel like that's a cliche everyone uses, but I'm just going to repurpose it for us because it works. <laughs> but come and hang with us, dear bestie besties. You've been asking us for more and we are delivering. One of these days we'll, we'll have, have an outro to our podcast. Oh, I couldn't get there. Couldn't get there. You tried. Shut it down. <laughs>